With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 237, not 337, of the Nashua Mama Skater podcast, a podcast where we talk about living, working, and playing in and around the games industry, and we do all of this from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor uh, at Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, and I am joined tonight by my fabulous co-host, Jordan Lukomsky. Hey, Jordan, who are you? How are you? Hey, I'm Jordan Lekomsky. I'm currently an environment outsource artist at That's No Moon in Los Angeles, California, and I am doing pretty well getting ready for our break, some resting time, some game time, and as always, more time with the cats as they definitely view it. So um, I am ready for this week. More time with the cats. Yes. That's the way they see it. They're like, wait, 100. You're not working? Okay, hold me. <laughs> I mean, they're like that even when I'm working, but I'm more accommodating um, and they can sit on my lap longer because I'm not moving as much. So they don't get as angry and disgruntled. Mm, got you. Got you. Um, yeah. I completely understand that. All right. So, um, you know what? We're going to do our usual. We're going to start with our what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking, um, and then get into the meat of our episode this week. So we'll start with what you're playing. Jordan, what you playing? Um, I'm playing a little bit of new and a little bit of some regular stuff um so the regular is deep rock galactic i play it with a regular crew they've got a new season out with some exciting new um gameplay elements that are a lot of fun you can go around and uh clear out certain levels where an infection is growing in the caves um and it's very spooky but uh i like it a lot um i think every time they add a new update and some new gameplay elements it always adds a lot of fun for us because we've been playing for off and on for a while um so that's kind of our new regular one one that i've gone back to because me and my partner were playing this when it first came out but then we stopped because we were in the middle of moving and then we just hadn't gone back to it for a while and when we decided oh we want to go back to it we just 
We were in not far enough to be where we were upset at starting over, but we were in far enough where we're we're dying a lot um, because we couldn't remember any of the controls. And that game is Dying Light 2. Um, We played the first one together and not necessarily like super interesting characters or stories, but we like the co-op um, part of it. We like the zombies, the parkour, the running around and getting into trouble together, blowing up cars, all that stuff. Um, so that one's still a lot of fun for us. And we restarted, haven't caught back to where we were at, um, but we're getting there and uh, still enjoying it the second time around. I am excited to get to where we left off, though, to get to some new parts of the city. And then the new ones, uh, it's Strange Horticulture, which I talked about last podcast. That one is a pretty short indie game. It says it takes about five hours. So, of course, it took me like eight because I always click on all the things and look at all the things. But, yeah, I I liked that one. It was a cute short game uh, identifying strange plants, magical plants. Uh, Again, not super uh drawn in by the story or characters but i liked the vibe i liked petting the cat i liked identifying the plants and the game does allow you to do a little bit of um choice here and there so it was interesting to try to um navigate which plants to use when um so that one's not super new but newish compared to the other two And then the final game that I started is The Devil in Me. And this is also another co-op game um, that I'm playing with one of my friends. It's a horror game. It's from the Dark Pictures anthology. We did not play the last game for reasons, Um, but we jumped in on this one and it's, it's okay. Again, it's kind of similar to the last a podcast where we all played one, um, which I think was Little Hope, where I love the horror aspect. I love the co-op cinematic feel, um, but you can definitely tell that they're, I mean, they're coming out with games every year now, so mm-hmm. definitely short game cycles, and that's kind of showing in the game. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's falling into some of the things that the previous games did. And I just really want another developer to take on co-op cinematic horror because in general, like we do have fun with it. That's why we come back. We like having the choices. We like um, navigating the story together and having both of our choices matter together. Um So if anyone has any other games that are very similar to that, please let me know Um, because we always are looking for that type of game, but definitely trying to find something a little bit new. Yeah. I I was gonna, I was, I was sitting here. I was like, we played that first one together. I think. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that that was kind of the feeling that, I think we kind of had with the that second one. We were like, eh, I don't know if we'll play this second one together or not. <laughs> and and ultimately, I I think it was probably a good choice. Um, but okay, so that's interesting. 
Um, and I have, I want you to know that I have a Black Friday sale wish list that is separate from my like real wish list. Um, and I have strange horticulture on there because of you. I'm like, if I find this at a good price, I am definitely going to grab it. Um, and I say that only because not because I don't think I should pay full price for it, but because um, I just bought a bunch of games <laughs> at full price, like new games. Um, because you know games and p and i are playing um that's a good way to to segue into what i'm playing p and i are playing um pokemon scarlet violet together we are both this time playing violet usually when like ever since she's been little she's just been like i don't care i just want to play pokemon so i've been able to get her to like choose the opposite of whatever it is when there's like a a, a duo of games I don't know if y'all can hear Izzy in there yelling outside P's door, trying to get her to open the door and let her in. Um, but uh, so we're both we were both playing Violet this time. So um, I'm gonna have to find somebody who's willing to to swap uh, swap the Scarlet exclusives with me or trade them with me for perhaps Violet exclusives um, because unfortunately my kids playing the same version of Pokemon that I am this time um <clears throat> and so I've been playing a lot of that and I'm really enjoying it I know people are like harping on it and talking about how bad it is um and that but one I haven't run into any of like the huge bugs that people are posting on social media where like people are falling through the ground or you know just weird stuff happening I mean I've had a couple of like graphical glitches where I've had stuff clip into stuff um but that's been it so I don't know if I've just been really lucky or I just haven't played enough um but I've played quite a bit so I don't know that it's not that I haven't played enough I think I've just been lucky um and now that I said that everything that I, from now on everything every time I play something's gonna be horribly broken <laughs> and I'm gonna fall through the floor um but uh so yeah, I've been playing it. I've been enjoying it. And then to talk about short development cycles, I think we're running into that with a lot of stuff these days. And I think that that's been the problem with Game Freak and this version of Pokemon is that they had to push it out by the time they said they were going to push it out and there was no delaying it. And you can see, you can see because it's it the what's there that's like real issues. Um, could clearly have been cleaned up with a couple of more months in the pipeline. Um, but, you know, because people, are, and see, that's the thing. People on the internet are horrible and send people death threats and say all kinds of horrible shit on the internet when the games they want to play get delayed. But when they don't de delay the games to give them the time that they need to finish development and the games come out broken, then they still say, horrible shit on the internet and send people death threats so you know what it's six of one half dozen of the other some folks you just can't please right i you know i would rather have a finished game than an on-time game and i mean and it's it's not just folks on the internet it is also and we gotta admit it it's also the, it's also production right the game producers who are like this has to be done we're not taking any delays from you developers you're slacking right because clearly you know they think it's an easy thing to do um but so i mean it, it, there's there are a multitude 
of problems um, that, you know, can can definitely affect the quality of a game when a game is released. But that being said, I am really enjoying um, the new Pokemon game. I feel like they've taken some of the elements that I've enjoyed most and some of the other like other uh, recent versions like um, Pokemon, like uh, Pokemon Arceus, Arceus. I never know exactly how to say that. And after what, two years I should, but, um, and then like little bits from um, like other Pokemon games that have been out recently, even Pokemon Snap, which I really did not like the recent Snap um, and putting all of those like little bits together um, and putting them into a new open world Pokemon game that has um, multiple tracks and it's not just go do gyms, but it's you can go do gyms, you can go look for Titans, you can go um, and uh, you can go and fight the bad, you can go f- fight the bad guys where it's Team Star this time. And then so there's like, I think four tracks in total, right? So there's different ways you can play the game. Um, and I think that that has, um, been really refreshing. So I've been really been enjoying that. So that's it for Pokemon. That's all I'm going to talk about. And, uh, let's see, I've been playing Harvestella. I believe I was playing that last time we were talking to is the Square Enix, um, it's the Square Enix farming simulator slash JRPG, um, that I am still really enjoying. Um, it is like, uh, Square Enix's answer to um, Rune Factory, but it's not Rune Factory, right? It's and I when I'm I explain that to people because I recently played my first Rune Factory, which is Rune Factory Five, and I'm gonna be honest, I didn't really like it. I might go back to it at some point and see if it was just the mood I was in when I was playing it. Um, but it's but this game is everything I wanted Rune Factory to be, so um, I've really been enjoying it. It's got a it's got you know. People are like, but it's not a real farming sim. No, it's not. It's got farming sim element, but it's not a real JRPG. No, it's not. But it's got JRPG elements, right? It's a it's a new thing. It's a different thing. It is not either of those things, but at the same time, it is both of those things. Um, and I've really been enjoying playing Harvestella. Um, let's see, what else have I been playing? Okay, so I'm gonna tell you what else I've been playing on my phone and things that I've been playing. Um, I'm playing for a reason. So I also started playing Marvel Snap on my phone, which is like the <laughs> the the Marvel Universe's version of like a Hearthstone game. Um, but I enjoyed this more than I did Hearthstone. Well, I won't say more because Hearthstone is a really good game. Um, but what I like more about this game is the fact like with Hearthstone, you had to buy PAX cards, right? Um, you didn't have to, you could get cards, but basically to keep up with everyone else, you had to buy these packs of cards. You can buy cards in this, but it doesn't feel like, at least not yet to me, um, that you have to buy the cards. You can um, buy the battle pass, but there's two versions of the battle pass. There's a free version and there's a paid version. The paid version will give you um, cards that the free version won't, but the free version still gives you cards and like uh, in-game currency, et cetera, as well. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of it's kind of sticky. We'll call it that. Um, I don't like using the word addictive. It's kind of sticky, right? It's it's engaging. Um, 
and it, it keeps me uh it keeps me it keeps me engaged probably too much so because i have to make sure i don't play in bed because i'm like I'll, I'll get in bed and i'll be like i'm gonna play one more i'm gonna play one more game and then i'm done and then like two hours later i'm like oh i should have went to sleep um so yeah, I'm really enjoying Marvel Snap. And then there's a couple of games that I am playing. I'm I'm just going to go over them quickly and I'll talk about them more uh, because I'm doing like, like little, I always have people ask me, you know, say that, you know, like, especially people who are new to games um, or don't play a lot of games. They're like, well, I really play this game. And if I could find more games like that, like not the same game, but games like that, then I could play them and they would, and I'd be happy. Um, so, um, I'm going to make a couple of like short videos that say, if you like this game, here's some other games that you might like and why, right? Um, so I've been playing a couple of games that I think are going to fit in some of these, uh, categories. Um, one is called, and, um, full disclosure, I did get, yeah, I got codes for all of these. Um, I had to look, I was like, did I get codes for these games? Um, one is called uh, Harmony's Odyssey, which is a diorama puzzle game. I love like diorama games um, and I love puzzle games. So being able to like move parts of a diorama around to, to like solve puzzles is really exciting to me. It's really cutesy. So I know a lot of people will say, I don't like cutesy games. I don't much care. I care more about the mechanics than the art style in most cases. In most cases, there are some art art styles that I just can't kind of get over. The cutesy aesthetic is definitely not one of them. Um, so I've been playing that. Um, I've also been playing Beacon Pines, which is a game that I was really excited to play. Um, it is it's another one of those games that takes place in a book and it looks very cutesy. It's got like uh, anthropomorphized animals. There's a mystery in the town and you have to, your main character is really the narrator of the book who kind of reads through and tells you what's going on with the story um, about a missing mother and, um, and the kid and uh, their friends who are going out to try to figure out what's going on, why people are going missing, et cetera. Um, and, but it looks really cute, but it's kind of grown up because there's like grown up language and there's like more grown up stuff, like a, not a spoiler, but they'll come across a certain thing and they're like hiding and trying to figure out what's going on in a place. And then they go through the trash can because they see somebody come out of a building and throw stuff in the trash can and they come look, go through the trash can and an arm falls out. So it's not... <laughs> I don't know where I was expecting that explanation to go, but the <laughs> arm falling out was not it. <laughs> so, you know, it's very cute. The story's intriguing and it's really well written. Um, and it kind of makes, it's kind of, you know, the it, it kind of can be shocking, right? When you're looking at these cute little animals and you're like, look, look how cute they are. And they're walking around and they're best friends and dead body. And so, <laughs> um, so I'm really enjoying that one too. Um, and then um, Paper Cut Mansion um, is a, uh, I love that, um, like that paper cut aesthetic in, in video games. Um, because again, it's like dioramas. They have a very like real world connection to me. Um, 
because I'm old enough that I remember like making like cardboard dioramas and stuff like that. So when you give me that aesthetic in a game, it it makes me feel very nostalgic. Um, but Papercut Mansion is actually one where you're going through a mansion that is your that is your your platform, right? Um, and it's a roguelike, and it's a roguelike, and it's and I like the newer roguelikes that don't feel like you die, you get nothing, right? I like the ones that allow you to, and that's what, I feel like that's what old school roguelikes used to be like. And that's why I always hated old school roguelikes, but ones where you um, let me level things up or you give me new things that I can take through on, um, on my next run through, even though I'm starting over, right? So games like this, games like Rogue Legacy, um, and then um, Rogue Legacy 2 came out, I think, earlier this year, last year on PC. And it just came out like a couple of weeks ago on Switch. So I'm going to pick that up and be playing that too because Rogue Legacy was one that I loved. While it lets you like level things up, but also it's like, it's called Rogue Legacy because it's it's got a familial line thing going on. So when you die, your kid is the next one that goes through and they have different uh, hereditary traits that will affect your gameplay, may make your gameplay easier, may make your gameplay harder, depending on you are who you are. Like the, um, <clears throat> oh gosh, the dyslexic trait makes things, it, it's not, it's not true dyslexia, right? It's, it's just like, they call it dyslexia, the dyslexic trait, but it makes things backwards. Like, like backwards and upside down and all kinds of weird stuff, right? Um, but for me, because my brain can't just like snap into that, and um, it's it's a directional thing. I'm like I'm really bad with directions. Period. Directions, maps, etc. So that makes that playthrough absolutely impossible for me. So I just go in. I'm like, you know what? You might as well kill me now, so my kid can come through here because I'm not gonna make it very far. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing some Rogue Legacy 2 over break. Um, and then the fourth thing that I've been playing in this category for stuff that's going to go in things like this videos is a game called Soccer Story. Now, this is not the same folks who made um, Golf Story because Golf Story also has a sequel um, that was announced like years ago. For folks who don't Golf Story, Golf Story came out, oh God, I want to say like seven six, seven years ago. Um, and the way I always explain golf story to people was it's a really bad golf simulator, but a really good RPG, right? Um, so it's an RPG that's like got like this golf under, got this golf story underlining thing going on. Um, and I really enjoyed golf story and it was one of like those surprise games. And then they announced like a year or so after golf story came out that they were doing a sequel or another game that was called sports story that wouldn't be golf centric, but would be more about different kinds of sports. And I have been waiting for this game for like five or six years. And they did that, um, that Nintendo, um, indie direct a couple of weeks ago, and they announced that. Sports Story is finally coming in December. And I screamed out loud. I was so excited because I had just put it in my head after like years of not really hearing anything else about it. They had come up a couple of times and been like, we're still working on it. I was like, we're never going to get that game. I had given up. And then they announced, um, they announced 
uh, that it was coming out next month. I mean, for every indie direct, I had this little inkling of hope because they always do a stealth drop. I was like, maybe, maybe Sports Story or Maneko's Night Market, those two will be our will be our stealth drop this time. And they never were. Um, and they, it still wasn't this time, but they actually gave us a date. Well, a, a date range. They said December 2022, but they didn't say what day. Um, but I say all that to say is that recently another game came out or it is coming out. It's it's um in early access on Steam and it's coming out on the 27th, I believe. 27th, 28th, 29th. I gotta double check. Um on consoles. It's on called November or December. November. Did I say December? No, you didn't. I was just clarifying. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's coming out. So it's coming out. Um, it's coming out soon, like within the next week. It's called Soccer Story, um, which looks a lot like um, what Golf Story was, like a soccer. It's got like a soccer mini game, but it's an RPG. So it's an RPG with an underlying kind of soccer soccer simulators uh, game built in. Um, so I've been playing that and it's it's actually fun. And I'm not going to talk too much about it because I haven't played enough of it that I feel comfortable talking about it um, too much, but um, it will be, I'll be doing a video for, if you like games, like you might like this, and then I'll have put more time under my belt and I'll be able to talk about it. So yeah, I've been playing a lot. <laughs> I wonder if the soccer story meant to line up with the World Cup. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Go. All right. So that's what we're playing. What are we reading? Jordan, what are you reading? Um, I'm reading the same as last time, uh, hoping to finish a little bit more over this break, but uh, The Rise of Yang Chin, which is following the duology series of Avatar Yang Chin from the Avatar universe. Uh, only the first book is out of that one. They announced the title of the second one, I think, but not the date quite yet. Uh, still really loving it, really liking it. Enjoy the world building, the characters, the story. And then other than that, just reading more Avatar stuff. Uh, Avatar Legends uh, uh, tabletop role-playing game. The book is available digitally for people that backed it on Kickstarter, which I did. The physical copies are underway with shipping, which I'm super excited for. Uh, but in the meantime, I do have access to the digital copies and I've just been reading through that a bunch while preparing for our group's avatar game which i am so excited for that sounds exciting i'm I'm excited for you thank you when they came <laughs> out with this kickstarter i like cried i was like oh my gosh and i realized that there's uh dnd mods out there and people make a lot of homebrew content but at that point i hadn't even played really any tabletop game in general so I didn't really know how to jump into that I didn't have a group at the time but now we've been playing D&D for a while and then on top of this this is a tailored uh special 
thing dedicated to this universe. So I am very happy, super excited. You know, and you know what? Hell with that. Jordan, play what you want to play. I, I see it all the time when people are like, hey, there's this new thing that people are kickstarting or people are going to be doing this thing and people are like, but that's available for free. You know what? So what? <laughs> Nobody asked you that. <laughs> and I hate when I see that like on social media because I see so many people who are coming out with like like new uh, D&D systems that are not based on uh, Wizards of the Coast at all or new tabletop systems, I should say, that are not based on Wizards of the Coast at all, um, but are very kind of specific and, and looking at things that that are more culturally and racially ex- inclusive. And folks are like, but there's this thing and you could do that for free. So why should we pay you? Because you know what? They put a lot of work into it. And if you don't want to pay for it, guess what? Keep stepping. <laughs> so I get so frustrated. I get so frustrated. When I see stuff like that, I'm like, why you got to piss on people's stuff? Just, you know, shut up and keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Also, I was really surprised. Like, if you look at a lot of the, again, play where you want to play. But if you look at a lot of the tabletop books, I mean, there's a price range, obviously, depending on how long it took to develop and how much content is in it. But they can get pretty pricey from like 80 to 120 dollars mm-hmm. avatar legends uh i compared to the books i've seen like it's more on the affordable end in my opinion um you can get both books i think for like 40 50 bucks because they're available for pre-order now because mm-hmm. um, they're selling it after the kickstarter but yeah so if you're interested definitely go check it out and they also provide um it's not the full book, obviously, but they do provide a quick start guide and some information on the game for free on their website as a downloadable PDF. So you can still play the game with the overall mechanics. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a good way to support people who are trying to do good work, right? I kickstart way too much stuff, so I completely understand. So <laughs> I was uh. just checking my Kickstarter uh, yesterday and I was like, wow, I have a lot of stuff on here. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, so I will say that I I put in terms of what I'm reading, I put surprisingly nothing. I guess I am still I am I am still reading um the second Amari and the Night Brothers book, Amari and the Great Game. And I have made some progress. I just haven't felt much like um, I won't say I haven't felt like reading. That's a lot. I've just been super duper busy, like doing, um, doing, you know, teacher stuff, then doing research stuff. So when I have downtime, I haven't really wanted to pick up a book for pleasure and read. I have, I have once or twice in the last couple of weeks, but because I've been reading so much other stuff, it hasn't really been uh, something that I I am dying to do when the day when the day comes to an end, um, like I usually am. So um, I've done a little bit of reading for pleasure. I've done a lot of reading for work, and a little bit of reading for pleasure. But mostly, what I just do is I like grab my switch or grab or grab my cloud, and I go get under the covers in my bed and play. <laughs> And play games. That's why pretty much everything on my well, everything um on my list um 
has been um, accessible to me on a handheld device. Um, because I just, it's been, it's been that kind of couple of weeks. It's been that kind of couple of weeks. So, um, so yeah, still reading Amari and the great game, but not really the last couple of weeks. Um, but I'm excited to get back to it and finish it up. And I have to finish up, um, Lake Lore, which is our, um, Twitch book club book, um, for this round that I have to make sure I have all read and I'm ready for at the beginning of next month. So, yeah. Um, important question, Jordan, what you drinking? So I try to be more festive and holiday, um, base drink, but couldn't find anything. And <laughs> I thought you were about to be like, I got cranberry mint something. (laughs) I couldn't find anything. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I was really looking for like something peppermint because I do like peppermint. Um, Maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough or maybe I just didn't want to put it together. I don't know. But I am going with uh, a comfort flavor of mine. I love stouts. So I am drinking a stone imperial stout. I love stouts. So what does this one taste like? Um, like flavor profile. What the back says. Um, it says a fluffy hot chocolate flavored. Ooh. Which I can see. It, it's not like, because I've had chocolate beers before and I've had chocolate stouts where there was chocolate in the name. And mm-hmm. it's not super sweet. And it's not, um, some of those I also like if the liquid feels thick to me too it's not thick um but i can see the chocolate definitely stole uh alcohol stout heavy it doesn't have any added sugar mm-hmm. but coffee black currant molasses um tones which yeah that's what the back says i would agree that w- that might get me even with the black currants, you know, I don't like fruit. In my, I don't like fruit in my coffee. I don't like fruit in my beer. <laughs> but I will drink a cider. But that's different, right? Um, well, I can't say I don't like fruit in my beer. I like certain fruits in my beer. And it's got to be a light beer, like a lighter beer, like an ale or a Pilsner or something like that. Usually my darker beers, I don't like fruit so much. But like a stout, you give me a stout that's got like chocolate and coffee in the in the flavor profile, and I am happy. Yeah, I will say I haven't had like just regular any type of current, I don't think. So I couldn't accurately say whether or not how much the flavor is in there. It does say has a nuance of it. So mm. definitely lower amount. And the main is coffee and chocolate, which... You got me at chocolate and coffee and stout, caramel. Those are usually I bet flavors. that would be good as an ice cream float. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, I could try that. We had a good place in um, West Lafayette that had some beer and milkshake mm-hmm. combinations and ironically i mean well in general we just haven't been going out very much and we usually order in anyway but regardless 
when we do get food that is not made by ourselves, I just haven't really found any beer milkshake places in Los Angeles. And that makes me really sad because I love beer milkshakes. It's time to make your own beer milkshake. Do you have a blender? I do, but we always forget to get ice cream or yogurt. I'll see. Now you got to remember to get some ice cream and get that. I, I, you should try that same stout because that sounds like it would be good. Like, or a chocolate stout would also be really good. Um, Because I, you know, I would say or a vanilla stout, but you know, who likes vanilla? Uh, that's not true. A lot of people like vanilla milkshakes. I've got a friend whose flavor, favorite flavor of ice cream and milkshake is vanilla. And I think it's the weirdest thing. Um, I'm like, I knew someone like that too. <laughs> we got up and they had all these magnificent flavors. They walked up and like, I'll have vanilla. <laughs> it's like, wait, vanilla is what you get when they don't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so I'll tell you what I'm drinking. I was... Um, we, we, we were late recording this week because I, it's my fault. It's all hundred percent my fault because I was, um, I messaged Jordan like 15 minutes before we were supposed to record. And I was like, I just remembered I haven't eaten anything today. <laughs> um, so I need to get some food real quick. And, um, cause I didn't want to drink on an empty stomach. So by the time I finished eating, I was like, now I don't have anything to drink. I got to find something to drink. And I was like, what can I grab fast? And I didn't have any wine cold because I am I I'm a heathen and a um and I will probably not see Jesus, but I'll even like my red wine cold. So if I can't drink wine <laughs> if it's not cold. Um <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so booze it is, right? Like liquor it is. So I was like, what do I, what am I in the mood for? And I was like, you know what? I kind of want a sneaky sneaky, but I don't have any, didn't have any lemonade. Right. And when I make it sneaky sneaky, I usually make it with like the, the fresh squeezed, like refrigerated lemonade. Um, and we didn't have any lemonade, but I did have sugar-free lemonade mix. I know sounds gross. It's fine. Um, it's, it's an emergency thing. And <laughs> so I made lemonade and it just tasted flat. You know what I mean? Didn't have like the real like lemon flavor or, you know. So I was like, uh, what can I put in this? And I looked and pee. Um, there was a, a Sprite in the refrigerator that I had bought for pee, like, I don't know, 47 years ago. And she never drank it because we don't really, <laughs> she doesn't really drink soda, right? Um, but it was, you know, it was closed. It was sealed still. So I, um, I popped it open and put like, I don't know, two or three ounces of Sprite in my lemonade to give it some oomph. And then I mixed it with my sweet tea vodka and my sweet tea vodka is the my vodka of choice is the deep Edie's sweet tea vodka. So that's what I'm drinking. It's actually not bad. The Sprite really helped the the like lemonade mix from being so flat um and then of course sweet tea vodka makes everything better so yeah it's pretty much a sneaky sneaky with a little sprite in it you're gonna get a knock an hour from now and be like hey where's that sprite <laughs> no I gave it to her I gave it to her and um um because I opened it and like I said I only poured two or three ounces out of it and it was a 20 ounce bottle 
So I called her in and I was like, here, I bought this for you. And she looked at me, she was like, why is it open? I'm like, look, I just wanted a little bit of it, but I bought this for you and I forgot to give it to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was up in, it was in the upstairs game room uh, refrigerator. So, because <laughs> mostly, mostly we drink sparkling water and I might have one diet uh, Pepsi a day-ish. Um, Cause I, I didn't, before the panini, I didn't, I didn't buy soda for the house at all. Cause I didn't want it in the house. Cause I thought I knew I would drink too much of it if it was in the house. Um, and that was what kept me drinking water and sparkling water. Um, but during the panini, when it, when I wasn't going out to grab a soda or like to get on, like on campus, you know, I started ordering sodas, but I have made it a, um, a practice to only keep like two cans of soda in the fridge so that I will drink one and then there'll be one for the next day or whatever if I want one but I don't like fill the fridge with sodas I feel I will put at most two sodas in the fridge and then put the rest uh the rest will be sparkling water so yeah and P doesn't really drink soda unless you know on the on some occasions she'll get soda um, when, um, we order in or go pick up takeout or whatever, in some cases she will, but usually, um, she'll just come home and drink sparkling water or she'll get juice or chocolate milk, <laughs> which is the other favorite. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, and if she does, and it's weird because, cause she, she knows how much sugar is in soda. If there is a soda in the house and she has it, she has it for dessert. She doesn't drink it like with her meal or anything, but I'll be like, what'd you have for dessert? She's like, I had my soda. <laughs> Which is going to be strange to a lot of people, but she's not really a big sugar kid. So if she's going to, if she's going to have a soda, she sees it as much as a dessert as, I don't know, a piece of pie. But yeah. I remember she used to like sushi a lot. Does she still like sushi? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> it is still her number one favorite food. It is still her number one favorite food. Um, so we were trying to we were trying to decide. We decided we didn't want to do like traditional Thanksgiving food for Thanksgiving this year. And I was like, what do you want to do for food? Right. And she's like, I would like to have sushi. Now, the only problem is, is that I haven't really been able to find a sushi spot around here that's going to be open on Thanksgiving. It's not like Christmas, where there are a lot of folks who don't celebrate Christmas um, because it's a Christian holiday. So there'll be restaurants open. Right. <clears throat> um, I haven't been really able to find one. I was like, the only thing to do would be to order it the night before. And she's never really about that so now I'm gonna have to figure out what I'm cooking for I mean technically I could just put something together from what I have in the house because I have like uh, a turkey breast and Cornish hens and stuff like that in the deep freezer that I could pull out and do something but we decided we didn't want like traditional holiday food for Thanksgiving um, because according to her she was like by the time you finish Thanksgiving food, it's time for Christmas food. And it's the same food. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. Um, so we decided <laughs> we wanted to do something different. 
left. So I'm going to have to figure out what we're doing because I was calling around all day to see like where we would be able to, so that I could like, see if I can put in order an order early for Thanksgiving. And it doesn't look like any of the sushi places in town are open on Thursday. So, cause we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving anyway. So we used to do Friendsgiving and we used to do open door Friendsgiving. So anybody who was in town and wanted, needed someplace to come could come. Um, but we haven't done that since the panini started and with panini numbers on the rise again, I, I'm, I'm not going to start that again. So I don't know. We'll see. I have to figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. But anyway, that's what we're playing, reading and drinking. So since tomorrow is Wednesday. And Friday is Black Friday. Even though Black Friday sales like really kicked off in earnest today, um, people are starting to do their shopping. I know I've started, I usually start doing my Christmas shopping in like June and I really didn't this year. Um, So we're like a month, a little over a month out from um, Christmas and I am panicking because I'm usually done with my Christmas shopping by now. So I'm kind of panicking. Um, so we thought we'd do an episode of um, things that we think would make good gifts. Um, and we've done this this episode probably for probably for ten years. Things we make think would make a good gift for the techie slash gaming nerd in your life. Um, so Jordan and I were charged by ourselves with coming up with a list of five things um that we think would make good gifts um and we will see how well we stuck to that to that rule of five things um and i don't know if you ordered your things like put them in order um or if you just have a list of five things i don't think mine go in any kind of order so um if you jordan would like to go first and if you have if you have yours ordered you can let us know if they're just five great things that you would like to have or you think would make good gifts we can just go with that too so can you tell us one of your things yeah so as per usual fashion i broke the rules i have six um and i kind of broke it into three price points under 20 between 20 and 80 and over 80 um just because I know tech gifts can get expensive pretty quickly, but also that gamer tech nerd in your life, uh, it's not always like tech related. Sometimes it's just something that they're interested in. Um, So yeah, I tried to choose two from those three pricing categories and I don't know how I came up with those pricing categories. I just was like, yeah, under 20, 20 to 80, 80 plus. That sounds good. Um, So I have two of each of those. So I guess I'll start with the under 20. Um, And the first one I have on my list is something that I think will be good for anyone that has headphones, honestly. But if you know this person really struggles to keep things organized or if they have cats or if they 
leave their headphones just anywhere they want, which is exactly what I do, is a headset headphone hook that can attach to your desk. Um, and the reason I chose this was, well, a couple of the reasons that I listed. I have cats and I do have a headset stand that can go on my like TV stand and my computer stand. I cannot use that. I cannot put my headphones on that because my cats will knock it off. Um, so that is kind of not in use at the moment. And in lieu of that, I just kind of put my headphones, whenever I have to like get up or take them off, I kind of just put them down either on my desk or on top of my computer, which again, my cats are running all over the place. So sometimes they step on it and it's just not great. Um, and I don't really like just taking off my headphones and putting it on top of my computer. It's not like the worst spot, but yeah, there's this headset headphone hook that can attach to your the side of the desk. And for me, that would be perfect. It's available for $13 on Amazon. And you can tighten the hook so that it can adjust to different uh, desk thicknesses. And yeah, you just put your headset on there and I don't have to worry about the cats knocking it off. I don't have to worry about um, putting it on something and forgetting where I put it because it's always one hook, one spot. And it's also just not extra clutter that I put randomly. It, it's got space and it's easily accessible for me because I'm usually at my desk so I can just place it on there, take it off. And that is my first under 20 gift. I love that idea because, okay, <clears throat> since I'm affiliated with Logitech, I have a lot of headsets because they send me headsets to like try and tell people about and, you know, uh, basically, you know, try to, to influence people when they're looking for a specific kind of headset. But I'm always 100% honest with folks. Folks know that I'm always honest. And they're like, so at this price point, what would you suggest? And I'm like, well, at that price point, I would suggest somebody else. Um, and, and I mean, but I'm always honest, right? I'm always like brutally honest. And it's like, well, what about this headset? I'm like, this headset's for good for this, but it's not good for that. Or it's, it's maybe not what you're looking for kind of thing. Um, so I have, um, I would say, let's see, two, four, eight, I can't count, probably, I don't know, 12, 13 headsets around me right now. Um, and so I use a ton of these desk hooks, right? So the ones that I put on my desk um, have springs in them and they spring lock. Um, so that they can fit on different size things. And mine, you can hear the clicks. They turn so the, the hook, instead of just like hanging in one direction, you can swing it out to get the headphones off and then swing it back under so it's not sticking out from your desk. And yes, for the and they also have these uh, clasps, clamps for cords. So I wrap the cord up and I put the cord, like snap the cord in there and then it doesn't hang because otherwise my cats are like, toy! Um, and then, That's so I have, 
they they are they are to come because they're they're like we're gonna play with this um so i wrap my cords up and i snap them in the in the little clampy thing um and i love mine and then i have a couple that are hanging on the shelves behind me where i um hang the ones that i um like have multiples of just in different colors or whatever um and i'll hang those behind me um so that folks when i'm streaming can see them on camera but they're also out of the way right uh, but they're also out of the way. Um, and uh, and then I have one on my other side of my desk for P. So yeah, I have those and I absolutely love them. So I don't have an under $20, but I have one that starts at $20. And I it can start lower than that, but I say starts at $20. Um, and that thing for me was um, a gift card. I know gift cards. Some people don't like gift cards. I know some people don't like gift cards. Um, but I like gift cards at, um, we celebrate Christmas at Christmas because they make great stocking stuffers. So I make a, a, a practice. My mom usually comes. Um, is that, you know, gift cards are always nice. And Santa always brings us gift cards. Um, <laughs> And Santa always brings us gift cards. And Santa will bring us a number of gift cards. Santa will bring us um, like gift cards, like for the Switch, gift cards for Steam, gift cards for the Apple Store, the App Store, and always also gift cards for um, our favorite coffee shop. So some we'll, we'll, a lot of times I'll grab, uh, a lot of times Santa will bring us gift cards for Copper Moon um, and, and a pinch when, I don't know, Santa forgets to get gift cards at Copper Moon for everybody in town. Um, Santa will bring gift cards for Starbucks. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and I say they start at 20 bucks. So you can get one for, you know, if you want, if you want to find gift cards for the person in your life to like stuff in a stocking or whatever, um, you know, starting at 20 bucks, but you can go up to whatever. If you can say, you know, here's a gift card for a hundred dollars, right? Because I mean, when you're talking about games, um, $20 can be a chunk off of a game that someone is buying or it could buy like a smaller indie title. Um, but if you want them to have like the latest God of War or Elden Ring or Spider-Man or whatever, Call of Duty, then you're probably going to want to give people a hundred dollar gift card. Uh, a gift card because <laughs> excuse me, they still got to have to pay tax and maybe they want like some DLC or a better edition. So yeah, if you want to, if, you, if you're good with giving people like, I love indie titles. So if you have someone who um, likes indie titles or you want to just be able to pay for like a portion of their game, then yeah, go for the $20 gift card. But if you want to buy the whole game, then you want to, and it's a triple A title, so to speak, you want to probably um, go up to a hundred for triple a, or, you know, a double a or a bigger indie game than you want to be in that $50 range, but we got lots of wiggle room. Cause it does, you're not committed to purchasing the whole game. You were just committed to purchasing a portion of it. There you go. So that would be my $20 range. Um, all right, Jordan, what about you? What's next? Well, also on that, I love gift cards. Like they're a perfect way to, give the person something where they can spend it on something that you know that they will want and use at the time that they want it. Because I mean, 
the holidays is a good gift giving time because our culture and structure is kind of built around it, um, especially in the U.S. But if you give them a gift card, then they can hold on to that and spend it uh, maybe on their birthday a few months later or just maybe they're waiting on a game. So I love gift cards. I know, as you mentioned as well, I run into a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't want to give a gift card that feels, I don't know, either impersonal or um, they feel bad about doing it. And no, gift cards are great. Yeah. My my mom personally loves gift cards, right? Um, and I would prefer to give her gift cards because I buy her things that she needs and then she won't use them. Or I buy her things that she says she wants and then she won't use them, right? Like a couple of Christmases ago, she wanted the um, Ember travel mug. So that travel mug was like $200. She used it when she was here. I think I could probably use it I mean, I probably count the number of times on one hand that she's actually used that mug when she, when she was home, um, which was a total waste of money. <laughs> Even And she asked for that. And she asked for that because I was like, because when she asked for it, I was like, no, buy her that because it's $200 and I know she ain't going to use it. And I was right. Um, and then last year, because my mother's getting older and we've been in the Panini for a while. And so she's at home a lot by herself. Um, I bought her an Apple watch because, um, if she were, for example, to fall down the stairs or, um, something is God forbid anything happened, um, it would, it would it monitors vitals as well. And it will call someone to know that she needs help, right? If she can't reach a phone. Um, so I bought her an Apple watch. And I explained to her what it was for. She's like, that's a good idea. She set it up and she's like, I set it to call my sister, right? Because her sister lives nearby. And, you know, I'm several hours away in case anything happens. That's an excellent idea. I am so glad you said that. I hadn't even thought of that. And I was trying to think of stuff this year. Um, And my dad was recently diagnosed with Parkinson's. And so, you know what? I think I found the perfect gift. It's a, it's a great gift, right? Because they, if they fall down or if they have some kind of episode that because it's monitoring your vitals, it monitors oxygen, it monitors heart rate, it monitors all that stuff. So if anything kind of goes off, or even if they just have like enough wherewithal to hit a, bu- a button, it can contact people for them. Right. Um, so, you know, my mom doesn't wear hers as often as I would like, you know, um, so <laughs> she does it, um, but, you know, it's there and, and hopefully I can get her more into the, into the habit of wearing it. Um, I can get her more into the habit of wearing it. She didn't like the band that it came with um, at first. So I sent her another band. And that made her wear it a little more often. She still doesn't wear it often enough for me. I'm like, she's like, but I don't wear a watch when I'm home. And I'm like, that kind of defeats the purpose. Please put the watch on. <laughs> Please put the watch on. Uh, I'm like, it doesn't matter if you wear it when you're out. Because if you fall out in the middle of the supermarket, people are going to see you. It's when you're at home that nobody's going to see you. <laughs> you know, my mother sometimes like pulling teeth. 
but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good, it's a good, because I think that a couple of years ago, if I recall correctly, Medicare started to um, pay for a portion of Apple Watches in particular because of the vitals that they do monitor and they saw it as a way to um, have a cheaper monitoring device than they would have to have like a full-fledged medical monitoring device. Um, So they did start paying for a portion of, I think they wanted to say, I think they said either it was $100 off or you could get one for $100, which, you know, you can get them at different price points, right? They have the SEs now that I think are a couple of hundred dollars. Um, and they go all the way up to five or six hundred dollars, depending on what you want to get, right? With the with the new ultras and stuff. Um, and my mom has smaller a smaller wrist, so I was able to get a smaller one for her. But I just got her the regular one, not the SE and not the ultra, because um, the ultra wasn't out yet. Because um, she got it last Christmas. But yeah, I think it's a, it's a great it's a great idea um, if you can afford it, right? Um, or even if you can't afford it and you have a, a parent or grandparent that's on Medicare, which is the retirement insurance, right? Medicare, then you might look into um, uh, how Medicare is covering or what Medicare is covering and help them if you think it's something they need um, or it's something they want to help them figure out how to uh, properly fill out paperwork to get the assistance on the price that they can. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I'll add that one to my list. Um, <laughs> that was a super good one. Um, but my other under twenty dollar one is. Uh, I mean, you don't have to necessarily buy these specifically, but I have a link to Cantrip candles, which are scented candles made here locally in LA that are made specifically in mind for tabletop RPG sessions. And they tailor their, they they have in-person classes where you can go make your own candles, um, which sounds super fun. I have not done it myself, but uh, I've been looking into it and it looks super cool. And they put a little D20 in the candle. But yeah, they have scented candles. It's specifically for so far D and D, or at least that's how they're advertising it. But yeah, in general, they have scents inspired by tabletop RPG, and the purpose is to light the candle while you're playing in certain areas to kind of really uh, sell that ambiance and get the players involved in at least with another scent um or another sense Mm -hmm. so i thought it was super clever it's one a candle so i mean i love candles uh and you can burn them use them throughout the apartment but just the extra thought added and the extra element of oh hey i know you are really into tabletop games and this is made specifically for that. Obviously, this is made for an in-person one, and all of ours are digital one because of the pandemic, but also just because, I mean, we mostly live in different places. A few of us are in the same city, but for the most part, all of us are spread across the U.S., um, so we can't really do it in person anyway. But regardless, I love the idea. I love the sentiment. Um, I looked at their sense, and regardless of whether 
using it for game night or just using it in general. They sound super amazing. So yeah, candles, especially if they have a twist where it's related to something that they love. There are plenty of other candles on Etsy that I found that are Avatar related or Mass Effect related. So just that extra element. I know it's still a candle with just a scent, but having that connection just makes me, oh, I want it now. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, I'll provide the link specifically for the cantrip candles because that's the one that I was mainly looking at and that's what gave me the idea. Um, but yeah, candles that are nerdy, geek-based, um, whether it be video games or tabletop, it doesn't matter, but I love them. I'll use them. I love that idea. I have, since the Panini started, I made a started making a concerted effort to buy more um, locally sourced or indie made items instead of buying mass produced stuff. So from everything from to from mugs to candles to dice to um, book to like journals to all kinds of stuff, um, and I really love that idea. I really love that idea. Um, there's a candle maker who makes um, cereal scented candles. It's yeah, the company's called Ardent Candles, um, and I bought several of their cereal scented and one of their coffee scented candles. Um, so I totally and completely feel you. The cereal scented candles always make me hungry. I smell. I'm like, I really want Fruit Loops, or I want Cinnamon Toast Crunch, or I want. So there is that downside. <laughs> That's amazing, though. I know someone that loves cereal, so. Dang, Sam, you're just giving my my Christmas list. I thought I had it all planned out, but <laughs> you're giving me a better one. <laughs> yep. And uh, like P loves the smell of Diet Coke. I know it's weird, but hates the flavor. And again, like I said, doesn't really drink soda. So I found a small candle maker on Etsy um, who makes... Um, soda scented candles um, and then buys those you know how you get those little bitty tiny mixer size cans of soda that are like four ounces or whatever um, and she pours the candles into those cans so oh she my has gosh. it's so cute so she has a little four ounce um, she has a little four ounce co uh, diet coke can candle on her desk so yeah, it's super cute. I mean, that kind of stuff I think I really appreciate because like I said, one, I've been trying to um, buy less mass produced stuff during, I try to make that, it's, something, it's a practice I want to hold going forward, but I really started in earnest making a concerted effort to do it whenever I possibly can um, during the Panini. Um, yes, it's more expensive. It is, I'm not going to hold you up. Um, but again, you're, um, in my mind, if I can afford it, I want to do it that way because I'm, you know, supporting, um, an individual artist and not Target or Walmart or whoever that's, uh, importing these items mass produced from other countries where they're underpaying and mistreating their workers. Um, so yeah, I've started to buy. Uh, more um, hand-thrown pottery um, and even when I get like tumblers like people who are 
um, decorating their own tumblers and things like that. Um, so yeah, I've had a lot of fun kind of finding and collecting these kinds of things um, during the during the pepperoni pizza. No, I love that. And there's something, and again, it, it is more expensive, but there's something kind of just truly special about like, oh, there's this individual thing that was made and it's, if it's handmade, even if they produce multiple of it, it's still like its own piece. Mm -hmm. um, it's just unique and I love it. Yep. All right. So I don't have an under 20, but I have a, another one that starts at 20. And, and I put this one down as being like 20 to $100, depending on where you want to go in that range. Um, and how and how detailed you want to get like if you want to do a one-piece thing or a two-piece thing because this is this one has options this is a cheat I know it's a cheat uh, so I put down um, because it's cold and it's been really cold where we are lately um, like and I feel like it's early right so um, in the 20s even for like the last month or so up and down um, but blankets and the giant hoodies, like the blanket hoodies um, are, are what I put on my list. And then I said, said sending someone that in conjunction with like a coffee gift set or a tea gift set <coughs> um, sounds really good, right? And But I talked about that, that that's what, what I've been doing kind of lately is that when I have downtime where I'm not streaming or I'm not working or I'm not, you know, doing stuff for work or doing stuff around the house, it's like I grab a console, a handheld console, and I go get under the covers, <laughs> right? Or if I'm sitting on a couch, I put on a, a giant hoodie uh, and I have like tea or coffee and I'm cozy and I have a blanket and I have cats. <laughs> All of the things that I need to make everything better. Um, that and my kid and she plays games with me too so um so yeah like a blanket um a nice blanket um and it could be like their favorite it could be like a blanket that's themed after their favorite game or I have gotten some really nice um like uh knit blankets that have like shearling in the inside as presents um so having those kinds of blankets or hoodies those giant hoodies you can buy them everywhere um but the the brand that I had settled on um ironically at the very beginning of the of the very beginning of the pandemic was hoodie um and there's they're a little spendier but they have like licensed prints and stuff right and when you have a kid sometimes they want stuff that has their favorite cartoon character on it or their favorite you know so um, I started buying those like way back in the, at the beginning of the the uh, of the pandemic, um, and then the last two years I've actually worked with them on stream. The last two winters, well, last winter and then this summer because they came out with a line of of oddly enough, and I absolutely love these. P says they're too soft, and I don't understand that, but they came out with a line of sleep shirts for the so if you live somewhere warmer where like a, a fleece lined giant hoodie is not feasible they came out with a line of sleep shirts that are these very long they're all one size fits all and and I'm not a small girl so if they fit me they're gonna fit every, well not everybody but they will fit most folks um but it's got a it's a giant sleep shirt 
and it's got pockets. And I mean real pockets. Like I can put my phone in there. I can put a controller in that pocket. <laughs> um, but they're longer. And they, again, they have ca- different kinds of characters on them. Um, if you're looking for characters from books or films or uh, video games or anime or stuff. Um, or sometimes they've got stuff like P's favorite. She's got several of them, but her favorite hoodie, the hoodie, um, has avocado toast on it. It's got a, a anthropomorphized piece of toast and then anthropomorphized um, half an avocado walking together and holding hands. And that's like her favorite one because, you know, kids. Um, <laughs> but, I love that. <laughs> so it's like avocado toast. Um, but having those kinds of things and like sending somebody that and like a cot, like just like a little coffee set or a tea set or something so that they have like a perfect like cozy day to like curl up somewhere and be snug and play video games while they have a cup of tea. Um, I think it's something I would love to get. So I I considered that in my in my adding that to the list. It's fantastic. And I love the cozy hoodie, especially from someone who wakes up, looks at my dresser and is like, oh, it's kind of a little bit chilly today. Maybe I should wear a sweatshirt. And I have like five sweatshirts hanging up. And then I look over at my boyfriend's end of the closet. I'm like, oh, but he has sweatshirts. Uh-huh. I'm going to take that sweatshirt instead. Uh-huh. Um, and then he comes up and he's like, where's my sweatshirts? Um, <laughs> Um, so I love that sweatshirt idea, especially like the cozy, just getting lost in it. Um, mm-hmm. But that leads into a, a similar one of mine, not the exact same, but same idea. And in the 20 to 80 price range, I know some can probably go above 80, but most I have seen have been in this range. Um, and that's a single subscription of a box of something that you know that they like. Mm. So I have a few examples because I've been getting a more of these for both my birthday and for Christmas, and I love them so much. Um, so the two examples that I'll provide is one's more of an advent calendar for coffee. So it gives you enough coffee to make three to four cups per day, and it has different coffees from around the world for 12. So it's a coffee advent calendar, Um, but also subscription boxes, even if it's just like a one month. Um, And if it's something that you know that they're interested in like, so for me, there's a new avatar box, the Nick box um, that I'm currently subscribed to, but again, it's just another example. You don't have to pay for like a yearly subscription. It can even just be just the one month. Mm-hmm. Um, of anything they like. There's so many boxes out there. There's Stitch Fix, which is clothes. There's gamer-specific boxes. There's food boxes, like I mentioned, the coffee advent calendar. Um, and some of the ones that I've gotten recently are like our charcuterie. Shark, I can never say the word. Charcuterie? Char- yes, thank you. Box. I've gotten that. I've gotten a boba box. Um, I've gotten just uh, spices from around the world, um, just different spices that you can use when making any sort of lunch or dinner. And I use them. I love them. They're always a nice surprise. I'm never expecting them. 
they're in small enough amounts that I can use it. Um, so if I like it, I'll use it. If I don't like it, then, I mean, I use it and I at least try it. It's always, regardless, a fun thing. And it definitely shows like, oh, I've been thinking of you. I know you're interested in this. Um, and also it leaves a little bit of the work up to the box because you buy the box and it's just like, it's a surprise for both you and them, which is kind of fun. Mm. Um, so yeah, boxes, just a month subscription or an advent calendar of something that they like. Mm-hmm. So I got two things. One. I'm digging the idea of a boba box. I wrote that down because I want to look and see if I can find it. So, but if you know, if you remember the name of it, let me know. The second thing is, is that this is like the perfect time of year to like try to score these. Cause a lot of times around this time of year, like Black Friday through Christmas, um, that a lot of these subscription services will have three month subscriptions on sale. So they will be like 50% off for you know so if it's like 20 bucks a month instead of being 60 dollars for three months it'll be 30 dollars for three months because they'll have them for 50 percent off or if it's you know they they can be a little spendier so we're talking 40 50 range um for most of the ones that i've seen and most of the ones i've subscribed to have been like 40 50 range but there are cheaper ones there are um so instead of being like 150 dollars for three months it'll be 75 dollars for three months or what have you so yeah, this is a good time to look at and look out for those as well. Yeah, especially with the sales and deals coming up, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, um, a lot of the advent calendars that I love to get, like the Aldi's um, cheese box. Oh my gosh, I love that one. Um, usually go on sale. The Nick box that I mentioned, um, they have a bunch of different boxes, not just Avatar. I just mentioned that one because obviously... I love Avatar and I'm subscribed to that one, but they are currently doing like $1 box if you subscribe for Black Friday. Um, so yeah, lots of deals. Oh, yeah. I got, uh, we got our, I got Advent calendars for us um, this year because I, y'all know I got a, an unnatural, unhealthy fixation with uh, office supplies. Um, so I got a pen advent calendar for myself <laughs> oh my gosh I had never thought of that but we go through pens and no one really knows until they actually spend like the money or get it as a gift like a nice solid pen it, yeah. it makes a huge difference like I found I recently found my favorite pencil my favorite pencil it's um uh general's um cedar point pencil it feels good in the hand because it's actually made out of it's renewable resource but a specific kind of cedar wood um and it's a number 3332hb is the lead um so between the way the pencil itself feels in your hand and the the darkness slash hardness slash softness of the lead as you write I it's been the only pencil that I use and I got it in a stationary box um and so I was like let me try this pencil so I took it out of the box I sharpened it and I started using it. I was like I like this and I've not used any other pencil since I got this pencil out of the stationary box and it's just getting shorter and shorter 
So I finally had to break down and buy some. And I think I got, they were pretty spendy for pencils, right? Well, when you think about what pencils cost that you get, like, you know, you go to Office Max, you get like 12 in a box because that's what you get usually is a size, the size of a box of uh, regular, like sharpening pencils, not mechanical ones. It's like 12 in a box. And you get like 12 in a box for like a dollar at Staples or Michaels or what have you. Um, and I think it was nine or $10 for 12, but I'm like, I'll, but it'll just make me so much happier when I'm writing. And I absolutely love this pencil. So, and this one's almost, this one's almost gone. So, um, the ones that I ordered, I think I'll be here tomorrow. So, yeah. But I got myself a cal an advent calendar and that was office, uh, pens. And then I got P one that is Legos, I think. So, yeah. All right. Uh, was that your second or your third? That was your third, right? That was my third. Uh, first of the 20 to 80 range. Okay. So I don't have one that's 20 to 80, but I have one that is, I'm going to go with the, the 50 to 100 plus, right? And, and I got a custom controller, right? Um, because everybody ha has controllers, like likes controllers, but people will generally just go with whatever controller or well, most people, not me, because I have, uh, you know, I have, I'm very disability specific and I have things that my hands can't and can't do. So I always have to be very careful with controllers, but most people who just use the stock controller are not going to go out of their way to buy anything different, but you can get custom controllers um either through the through first party or through third party um that will kind of get somebody exactly what they want right you know what color do they want it to be because they're not maybe they want a i don't know chartreuse one and chartreuse is not one of the standard colors for um most of the uh the different platforms so you can go in and design a chartreuse colored controller and you can give it I don't know, hot pink triggers and thumbsticks. So you can kind of uh, definitely choose what you want it to look like aesthetically. Um, and then you can also start to get into other things. Like one of the more uh, problematic things for us has been with like new Xbox controllers over the course of the last two years is that they went with, from these the Xbox series controllers forward, they went with the um, the D pads, um, the circle pads for the left side where your thumb goes instead of the cross ones, and she doesn't like the circle ones. She says they hurt her. They hurt her thumb. Um. So, but none of the new controllers come with the cross pads anymore. The cross um, pads on the the left side anymore. So you literally have to get a customized or customizable ones, but you luckily can with Xbox can get them through their design lab and you can choose like what colors of like all the different elements of the controller you want. Um, and then uh, choose, for example, if you want a, um, a round D pad or a cross shaped D pad on your left side. So they're just more comfortable. Um, so that's always, a, and sometimes it's just nice to have something that is your favorite color and then you can customize and put your, put, put the person's name on it. So, you know, you can say, well, Jordan really likes olive green. I don't know. What's your favorite color, Jordan? 
Honestly, uh, I love olive green with clothes <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, green is your color. So I have a bunch of that in my wardrobe um, and I do love it. But yeah, uh, I, I like blue, purples, olive green. So yeah, that was a good choice. There we go. I, I just made that up. So say I wanted to say, hey, let's get Jordan a purple controller with, um, I don't know, teal accents. Um, and I can get Jordan and uh, a purple controller with teal accents that has just the kind of D pad she likes, that has just the kind of sticks that she likes, short sticks, uh, short sticks, long sticks, concave sticks, convex sticks on top, and then put her name on it. Um, and then put her name on it and have them like etch your name um, on the bottom of the controller so people know it's yours. <laughs> or just because it's kind of cool to have your name or just like a favorite saying or something on there that, you know, lets you know that this is yours. Um, and I think that that's a cool thing. I think that's a cool thing. Like, do you like, do you like the little cross D pads or do you like the dome D pads? You know what I mean? It's the round ones. Um, honestly, I think D pad is less of a choice for me is more so like um the control sticks Mm -hmm. um and how it relates to how it fits my hands that's the bigger one Uh, i don't think i've had i've mostly had the traditional ones that come with the default playstation consoles where it's like the individual buttons Mm -hmm. um i haven't had too much of the other so i guess i would say that the biggest for me is the control sticks and the colors Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I think that that makes a good, and it's usually something that people will see and be like, that's so cute. Like when they announce it or they post it on like the dashboard or you see it in like a, a press event or something when they're announcing new colors and new, um, when they're announcing new colors and new, you know, like features or whatever you're like these are so cool cool i'll make one up just for the heck of it but then you look at the price and you're like yeah but i already have a controller and i really don't need to spend that for a new one so you don't buy it for yourself um so i think it's sometimes nice to buy things for people that they would really like or really like to have but wouldn't necessarily buy for themselves because they see it as being a frivolous expense for themselves when they would easily spend that on someone else no, I love that, especially like my name's a pretty common name, but they spell it wrong a lot. So whenever yeah. someone gets it right, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it, it means a lot. Like it, uh, I love it. Um, so that is a big thing. But also my, like I said, I have a pretty common name just spelled a different way. My sister mm-hmm. has a very unique name. Um, so no one has ever gotten it right. You can't find it in gift shops or anything. So when I was traveling one time, there was like a custom keychain you could add your own name. So uh, I got that for her for a holiday gift. And yeah, she tears in her eyes because like she finally had something with her name on it. Like it's, it seems like a small thing, but it can mean a lot to people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I absolutely agree. All right. So that's three. What do you have for your fourth thing, Jordan? Um, So this is also in the 20 to 80. Um, And again, just kind of a general idea. I have two examples. Um, And that's kind of just office 
ergonomics, but specifically coming from my experience as a shorter person, I have a pretty nice chair, but I still get a lot of back pain because I don't sit in a good posture. And part of that I have realized is because my desk is at a certain height. So I need my chair to be at that height so that, well, one, my arms can reach. I have a good angle for my wrists. And this is regardless of whether it's office desk for work or um, my personal computer for games and everything else. Um, So yeah, I need my chair at a certain height to reach the keyboard so that my arms and wrists are at a good height. But then my feet are always not touching the floor. They're always kicking back and forth, dangling. And what I usually end up doing is I just put my feet up on part of my desk because the way it's constructed is it's more bare bones um, where it has like these gaps and it's like these metal pipes that make the shelves so I can put my feet up. But what that results in is me leaning back at an awkward angle. So I'm not sitting well. But the reason I put my feet up is because I don't like my feet dangling. Like if I just had something there, it would be fine. Um, And then on my downstairs computer, I actually do have an ottoman, but it's made for more of a living room setting. So one, it takes up all the space, but two, I can't really put my, my feet are like all the way up. Um, so I'm still not at a great sitting posture and regardless of what's happening with my feet, I'm trying to sit better, but the gift that I'm getting at is a leg or foot rest. Um, and these come in different sizes and different varieties. There's some that you can find on Etsy that are custom made that are more foam and soft base that have really cute patterns or Target or Walmart that have cute patterns. Um, you can also find some that are more plastic based that you can change the angle of that have bumps on them for texture. So really right, wide variety for whatever people want or need. But the idea being office ergonomics, specifically, I am a shorter person. I dangle my feet. It results in bad posture. I don't like it. I need to fix it. And I need something to put my feet on. So a foot support. A cat-proof foot support. Because I keep buying footstools for my office so I can put my feet up during the day because I sit in this chair all day. And I'm like, last thing I need to do is sitting in a chair upright all day long for like 12, 14 hours at a time. Cause you know, it's going to make your feet swell after a while when you get to be a certain age. So I keep buying these footstools and the cats keep stealing them. (laughs) They're like, this is, this is mine. And I sleep here now. No, I won't move. You better find someplace else to put your feet. (laughs) You say that literally as I'm using my ottoman and my cat just left, but he was on there and <laughs> was taking up all the space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Mm. All right. And you're, you're hundred percent right. Right. Because I've struggled with chairs 
during the panini, right? So I had one chair um, that just was on its last legs when the panini started, um, probably. And then I bought a a second chair because of the first chair I had was an office chair. It was a, it was the it was the a DX Racer li- uh, line, but it was their office supply. It, there was office chair line and not their game chair line. Um, and then I got rid of that one because it was, like I said, it was on its last legs already. And then last summer, it was starting to cause me back pain and hip pain. So I was like, yeah, this chair needs to go. Um, and there's a, there's been a chair that I was eyeballing for a long time um, just because it was it's like a real furniture line. It's a premium furniture line. And they were making office chairs and then they were rebranding them as game chair, but it was their same one as their office chair. It was the the Herman Miller chair and I was eyeballing it and I was like, yeah, but it's $1,500. In fact, it was like $1,600 and that was before tax. And I was like, but I don't want to pay that for an office chair. I really don't. I was like, I need to because it would probably alleviate a lot of the pain that I had. Um but I was, you know, and I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, but we'll be going back to work soon. And I will have paid $1,600 for a chair that I won't be sitting in all day. Uh, like I have been for the last, I don't know how many years since this panini started. Right. <clears throat> um, so I bought a different chair. And then um, Herman Miller came out with another chair um, of the same style at a different price point. It was $500 cheaper. Uh, which kind of made me mad because it was like two months after I bought my new chair and it was only like $150 more than the chair that I had just bought. Um, and so it was um, $9.99 is what the the new Herman Miller chair was. And I was like, that's just not fair. <laughs> um, and then um, Logitech was, because uh, it, was, it was a Logitech slash Herman Miller chair and they were nice enough to send me one of those chairs and I was like I'm so happy and it's like an amazing chair because it's super comfortable it's got a 12-year warranty and um it's it's a better price than the other one was um for me anyway um but I was like y'all couldn't send me this two months ago before I bought this other chair for like 800 (laughs) (laughs) yeah I have a Herman Miller too um and it's made a world of difference. Like it, they're spendy, but the best way to think about it is you spend more time in that chair than you spend in your bed. And you don't balk yep. at spending that much for a mattress. Mm-hmm. And you spend more time in it. Yeah, I was really like when I first saw the price, I was like, ooh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then we talked about it exactly as you're describing it. Like you're in this every day for hours and like you're you already have a lot of back pain um so yeah made a world of difference definitely how long have you had it um since july yeah yeah and you like it you really like it um so and it and now one of the things that i love about it is that it has a 12-year warranty Right. So if it starts to like go bad, <laughs> you know, it's like starts to hurt something, it's not comfy or the arm breaks or something happens in the next 12 years, they'll replace it. 
And yeah. I can't tell you how many like regular office chairs I've been through in the last 12 years. Also that- just, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And also just because like we, we have our office computers and then we have our personal computers. So we have different chairs for each of those. And we use the Herman Millers for the office ones. Um, and not saying that the cats don't try, but because the construction and material is different, they scratch at it less. Mm-hmm. Let me just put it that way. Um, but yeah, I still need the footrest because again, regardless, I'm short and my feet are dangling on either <laughs> um, <laughs> chair. So my posture still isn't great. Um, so I still really need that. But yeah, no, the Herman Miller has made a huge difference. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Especially if I had if if I had any influence at all, I'm glad to hear that you like it because I would have felt horrible if you'd have been like, yeah, you said it was going to make a difference and I paid that money for it and now I hate it. Thanks. I would have felt horrible. Um, but yeah, I think they're, like I said, when you think about it and, and you're right on the on the fabric of the chair, the cats don't try to scratch at this chair at all. I, I think it is the 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 nature of the fabric because it's more meshy. And also, I don't like leather or leatherette chairs because they're hot, especially when you're sitting in them all day. I have to put a towel down for one of them. <laughs> it's just hot. And um, yeah, and so, and yeah, they don't mess with this one at all. And I think that that's, it, it has something to do with it. But if I recall correctly, when I was talking to the um, the Herman Miller folks, Uh, before this chair came out and we were talking about this chair because they were going to send it out. Um, It's one of the things that's covered in the 12-year warranty if it gets messed up. It is, yeah. We, I remember, because we have a specific store near us and that's how we we got it. Um, And they mentioned like, yeah, if you get this, that's like part of the warranty. So I was like, what? (laughs) And anybody with cats can appreciate that. (laughs) Because our chairs downstairs are, (laughs) oh yeah, I get it, I get it. (laughs) And the funny thing is, is like I said, I've had this chair for a couple months now, and I absolutely love it. The chair that I bought two months beforehand, I gave it to P. Now P's a kid; she's not a big kid. She's a littleish kid. She's tall, but she's not, you know, but she's like kid size. that chair was supposed to be, cause I bought it for me. So, um, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy it. They have a, they have a chair that is like, you know, classed for people of my height and weight, but I'm gonna go up a size just because. So I went up to their, uh, fact, I went up, I think, yeah, I went up to their largest chair. I went up to their largest chair just because I was like, I don't want, you know, any issues with this chair. I want it to last forever that chair is already like when you sit in it, it already squeaks. And I'm like, see, I was like, I was like, I, I need to see because I've had it just since this summer. I was like, I need to see if I can like have them replace it or something because I just passed it to pee um, because it was still new. Um, and it's a, I'm not going to say what the brand is unless people want to know y'all can ask me in the, in the off, in the off comments. Um, I'm not, not affiliated with partnered with them or anything. Um, but it's a video game theme chair and it's a game she likes. So uh, it made sense. So I was like, you can have this chair. Um, and she was excited. So, 
she already had a decent chair, but she doesn't sit at her desk very often. She will take um, like a laptop or something and just go sit on the bed or sit on the sofa or something. Um, but uh, now she has a what I thought was a nice desk chair and I probably need to send it back and or have them like send something else like a new base or something because it's already making noises and that don't make no kind of sense. <clears throat> not for that, not for that much money. Not for that much money. But anyways, so that was your fourth thing, right? Yes. All right. So my fourth thing is in a different price range. I put from $50 to infinity. <laughs> I put from $50 to infinity. And this is something that I suggested at the beginning of the Panini uh, for folks is a good headset. Um, and either a good headset and mic or a good headset um, with a built-in mic, I think is good, um, not just for working from home, but also um, for playing video games with folks or just having Zoom calls with folks. So people don't have to hear you sounding like you talking into a tin can and you can actually hear what people are saying. I mean, and you can do, like I said, for $50 to infinity, you can do a, a, a decent like starter headset, right? That has Bluetooth and or is wired uh, uh, and or has something like light speed technology, which is a, uh, and, and hashtag, y'all know I'm affiliated with Logitech. Um, and I know their products well because they send me their products. So I can talk about them in a way that I can't talk about other ones unless I've had them for a long time. Um, and honestly, because Logitech owns Astro. So between Logitech and Astro, um, I've only been affiliated with Logitech for a couple of years now, but I have not owned any headset that was not Logitech or Astro since the Xbox 360 came out. Um, and that was personal preference. And that was when I was paying for them out of my own pocket, right? Um, because I've always loved their products. Um, but, you know, you can get a good starter headset for 50-ish dollars that has a built-in mic. Um, you know, so get somebody something that they can use not only with their console, but with their PC and with their phone. So something you can switch back and forth between the two so they don't need, you know, 15 different things, they can have one, right? They can have one. It's going to be harder for people who use Xbox because Xbox has like this proprietary Bluetooth thing. And, and there's only like, there's only a couple of different companies that they've worked with to share what that is. So it's hard to get, um, unless you get their, um, branded slash licensed headsets it's hard to get a headset that fits with xbox and i think that they have two or three they got one at the low end um which is like the it's like 99 dollars. i have never tried it because i looked at it and i was like that doesn't look like something i want to try and everybody that i know that bought it said it sounded like 10 cans um and then they had then they came out with one that was better it was their high-end one and it was like $600. It was like $550 or $600. And there was nothing in between. They've come out with some other things in between, um, or at least one other in between that I know of. Um, I actually have, but I haven't used. Um, it's, still, it's still in the box because it was, it was gifted to me. 
Um, it's still in the box over there. Um, and I haven't tried it to be perfectly honest, um, uh, because my Xbox runs through, um, my PC through a capture card. Um, and so I use, uh, I use a different setup. So I'm able to use the headsets that I'm most comfortable with to use, uh, to, to listen to my Xbox, or if I'm sitting in the other room, I'll just use a wired headset and plug it into my controller. Um, but yeah, a good control, I mean, a good headset, something that they can use on multiple devices is good. And you can get those starting at like $50 or you can go up to, like I said, like $500, but there's a lot of good stuff in between, right? I mean, and even if they want something small, like if somebody needs a, if they have a an iPhone, right? You can get some somebody something like a pair of AirPods that will connect to their phone, their Switch, um, and their PC, right? So any kind of Bluetooth-enabled device. Um, Logitech has a new set of, of earbuds that I absolutely love. Um, and I would have bought these with my own money if they hadn't sent them to me um, because I didn't get a pair right away. And I was like, well, I know what I'm getting myself for Christmas. They call them G-Fits. Um, and you can connect them to multiple multiple devices at the same time. Like you can connect it to your console or your PC and connect it to your phone. And if your phone rings, you just tap your you just tap the earbud and they'll switch over to the different source. Um, and they're called um, G Fits. And so here's the thing that I um, a lot of people complain about having weird shaped ears. These do this thing that when you put them in your ears for the first time and you turn on the app and you say, okay, they're in my ears. I need you to mold. They mold. They have, um, they have a, 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 a special kind of plastic tip and built-in um, inf- infrared lighting that heats them up and they mold to your ear in 60 seconds. Um, and I, I recorded because I had a friend who was like, I need to see this. And I was like, I am not going to send you a video of my ear. And she was like, no, no, I need to see this. And it was weird because, like I said, they mold to your ear. The plastic molds to your ear. You just make sure they're in snug. And they tell you how to make sure they're in there snug. Um, and then you turn on, you turn them on on the app. And then they start to warm because <laughs> it's using this infrared light. So they get warm and it softens the plastic and then it, and then the plastic molds to your inner ear so that it is shaped exactly like your ear and they don't fall out ever. I've never had them fall out. I have slept, fallen asleep in them. I've literally gone to bed with them in and they have not fallen out once. Um, And they sound super good. They've got nice clear highs and super bassy lows, um, when, but not over bassy, right? Um, and I absolutely love them. They are not cheap. <laughs> they are. I was like, that's what I'm gonna put it. I was not gonna say anything. They are not cheap. Um, but I absolutely love them. And they're they're no more than a, a pair of um of AirPods, and I've got AirPods. Um and I've had AirPods for years, but they're um, I think they were 230, uh, more specifically 229.99. That's not bad when you're talking about like AirPods and stuff like that that you would spend that much money for anyway. Um, and I absolutely love them. I absolutely love them. Um, would not trade them for the world. 
So, um, but you can also get, like I said, um, and everybody, Astro has them, Razor has them, Logitech has them, those starter level um, headsets that you can get either wired or wireless. Um, they're not going to be great for listening to music and getting the kind of sound that you want from your music, but they will be good for video games, phone calls, listening to YouTube videos, that kind of stuff, or watching YouTube videos, that kind of stuff. They're not going to be music quality like AirPods or G-Fits. Um, and I don't suggest, I don't suggest beats to anywhere, anyone, because I will probably get some hate for this, but I think music coming through um, beats, ear uh, earbuds sounds like trash. <laughs> that is my hot take for the day. As for a hot, that is my hot dick for the day. It, it sounds tinny. Um, and I like my uh, AirPods, but I would not give my G fits up for the world. <clears throat> so, yeah. And of course, sorry, hashtag sponsored. I already said that, but I still pay my own money for this. And anybody who knows me, especially if they've taught, heard me talk about stuff before, when stuff ain't right, I will tell you it ain't right. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know. I'm going to be honest because I don't want you to pay for something and then come back and be like, you told me this was good. And that was a lie because I'm not going to make you waste your money. But yeah, no, you suggested because my headphones were going out and there was lots of problems with the wires. You suggested the Astro A40s because I specifically needed a wired set because I had a custom PC so I couldn't use Bluetooth, but I wanted headphones that worked with my work PC, my custom PC, and my consoles. Um, so yeah, I have the Astro A40s pretty new, and I love them. Uh, they're usually 150 but they're on sale for 100 right now, and I'm sure there will be different sales across different websites for Cyber Monday and Black Friday. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I have new those new headphones, and I love them. They fit nice, good noise canceling, and yeah, they just feel comfortable. So, yeah, and that's a that's another. And I love the A forty. When I tell you that, when I tell you that, I've used something from that. And Astro wasn't a part of Logitech back then, but the first wireless headset I used with my Xbox three hundred and sixty was the Astro A fifties, and those damn things lasted the whole time. I had my Xbox 360. I went through more 360s than I did headphones. <laughs> Remember the X, the 360 ring, red ring of death? I went through more 360s than I went through headphones. I had that same pair of headphones. And the only reason I bought a different pair when I got the next, um, when I got the next Xbox was because the, uh, the wireless base station didn't connect to the next Xbox. So yeah, uh, I, and they last, they last. Um, and I really, I really like those. And you talk about noise canceling. I mean, and it's passive noise canceling, which I prefer than like the active noise canceling that's powered. And then it just like put on your ear and it like sucks all the air out. So there's like no noise because I have um, uh, an existing ear injury and I have hearing loss in one of my ears. I can't wear active noise canceling headsets or headphones or earbuds or anything because they actually make my ear hurt. Um, so, uh, the, and that's the same thing with the G fit. They also have passive noise canceling. It's because they're, they mold to the ear. 
um, they don't let all that extra noise in. I mean, you can still hear stuff. So if like my kid's calling me, I can still hear her. So it doesn't like block out anything, everything like that stuff that you would want to hear, especially if, you know, you have animals or kids or you want to hear if the smoke detector is going off or something like that. Um, so the same thing, not only with the Astros, but with the GFIS is that it's, it's passive noise canceling and I'm, I'm down for that, but yeah. Yup. All right. So that was four. Okay. What's your fifth thing? You got one more. What is it? Oh, no, you got six. You got six. Okay. But um, again, pretty one specific and one's just a general idea, but this is the 80 and above. Um, The other one, and I know maybe this will seem weird to some people. I don't know. (laughs) I'd be down for it is a more pricey surge protector. Oh. Um, Because, well, a couple of reasons. One, we have so many, um, well, extensions and adapters that have multiple plugs because we have two very much technology users we have office computers, we have personal computers, we have, between the two of us, multiple consoles, consoles types, we have things that we plug in throughout the house, lamps, um, wax melters, phone chargers, lamps, um, there's a lot going on. Um, So we have a few power outlet extensions. but we just continually have to buy them. And also they're usually the cheap kind, which is fine. It works for us. But when you start to think about it, when we have so much stuff and a very good surge protector and battery backup mm-hmm. is going to be good. Um, so, yeah, I know this seems very specific, maybe some, maybe a little weird to some people, but a pretty expensive, well-used backup extension outlet mm-hmm. is yeah. going to be super useful because we have so much stuff to plug in. And if it is on the higher end, it's actively going to protect those electronics. Yep. And that's true. And that's, again, that's another, we've talked about that with something else earlier. It's something that you wouldn't normally buy for your, you might, you might not normally buy for yourself, especially if you don't think about it. Um, If you don't think about it in terms of, you know, if you have someone who doesn't think a lot about that kind of stuff, either just because they don't, or because they're younger, or if it's your kids or what have you, Um, you know, kids are probably not going, if I gave P a surge protector, well, P understands. So she'd probably be down for a surge protector. Um, cause she's always, whenever she needs one, she's, she'll come and she won't be, she won't say, Hey, I need an extension cord or I need a, you know, she'll be like, I need a new surge protector for this. Right. Um, so she understands because we talked about that kind of stuff before. Um, so she wouldn't be mad, but you know, a, another 14 year old might be like, why the heck you buy me a surge protector? Um, so maybe not buy your 14 year old, but you know, someone who's 18, 19, 20, who doesn't think about that kind of stuff. Um, you know, they don't always think about protecting their electronics. Um, because they're like, why would I spend $80 on a surge protector when I could spend $80 on a new video game or something like that? Um, 
So again, I think, yeah, someone who might not think about it specifically, but will still appreciate it when they when they receive it and they think about the fact that, hey, this just protected, you know, 800 or $1,000 worth of consoles or what have you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm and, always down for a good one. Yeah, and also just offers you more because of the way it's built. I mean, with any search protector, but offers you more outlets because we just have so many electronics. We've had to buy four or five of them because our apartment has such limited outlets in general Mm -hmm. um yeah we just have such a need for it that one the protection of your electronics but two just the extra addition of all the outlets the extension outlets um for all your pieces the one i'm looking at is definitely on the more expensive side it's like 120 um and they can range, obviously, there's some that are 30, there are some that are 200, so there's a vast range. The one I, the reason I put it in between the 80 and above is because the one I'm looking at specifically is that higher range, 120. And I think it's that higher range because it has a lot of adapters for regular outlets. It has a few USB outlets mm-hmm. um, that you can just plug in directly, which we have one of those, which has helped us a lot because we lose some of our bricks or we lose some of our um, (laughs) connection pieces so having that usb port really helps Mm -hmm. um and then also it is a very good just battering backup and surge protector because obviously the cheaper you get it'll still help rather than not having it but you get what um, you pay for yeah Exactly. So this is definitely on the higher end, but it comes with a lot. So surge protector seems a little weird, not the flashiest, but we have like five of them. So (laughs) give me a flashy surge protector. No, that sounds like such a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) You have fireworks, you on the wrong end. (laughs) All right. So, okay. Um, And I will go with mine. This will be my fifth and then we'll go back into your sixth. Um, So I I wonder if our, if my fifth and your sixth are are alike in any way. Um, So what I put down for my last um, is going to be the, uh, probably something you will buy for um, a close friend, a partner, a child, yourself, a parent perhaps. Um, but it's going to be the 350 to 650 range, 350 to 650 range. You could go lower and go down to 250. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I put specifically something like a, um, a valve steam deck or a Logitech G cloud. And these are both handheld gaming devices. You could go with a switch, but switch is at its, I didn't, and I'll tell you why I didn't put switch didn't put switch because I feel like switch is at the the current hardware is at the end of its life cycle and and it's starting to show its age with many of the games that it's playing you play on the switch is that there are some things especially indie titles that look amazing um and but it used to be that most of the other platforms did not carry the breadth of indie titles that switch did with this nindies 
Um, but now a lot of these indie titles are available on PC. They're available on Xbox. They're available on, on PlayStation. They're available on a lot of different platforms. So you're not as um, committed to playing them specifically on the Switch. Um, and I say the Steam Deck, um, which starts at 400 and goes up to, because there's three versions, the two, what is it? The uh 512, 256, and the 60, no, what is the smallest one? I want to say it's the 60-something. Um, give me a second, I'm going to look. I can look fast. And the smallest one is 64, yeah, 64 gigabytes. <clears throat> um, so you can get one of those three. Um, and uh, you can play Steam titles. You can play Steam titles. Um, you can actually download them and play them on there. Um, you can also um, stream like uh, games from the cloud for Xbox. Um, it is a newer, like first generation um, device. It, I like mine a lot. I love mine uh, because I can play like all of my, um, because it is basically a handheld PC. I can play all of my PC games that I would like to generally play on my PC. Like, I don't know, Civ, like Persona, like Fallout, like um, all of my farming simulators. Um, I've been able to play without a problem on my Steam Deck. I did recently run into a problem with my Steam Deck, um, but that's the hard. It's, it's a, a and it was kind of a thing that people were having ha happen, um, and but it was it was really simple. I I called them. They walked me through some quick troubleshooting, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna have to. We're just, you're gonna have to return it." So they were super sweet. They were like, "Here, we'll send you a." Um, we want you to back up everything you could, they back up everything you have. And I was able to, because what it was is my screen went out. Um, but I was able to still plug it into a monitor. Um, and I backed up everything. They sent me an email that had a prepaid shipping label and a, like a scan, uh, barcode. They was like, put the barcode face up in the box. Um, you know, they're real honest with you. They like, we're not going to fix it. We're not even gonna try to fix it. They are like put it if the put it in the box face up. And when they open the box at the return center, they'll scan that and it'll auto ship you a new one and it'll be right on the way, on the way back. Um because they're they're, you know, it's it's a lot. Apple does the same thing. Like if your phone breaks or your your iPad breaks or whatever, and you take it into the Apple Center, unless it's your laptop, they're not gonna try to fix it. You go in and they they you hand them your phone and be like, hey, my phone's broken. They're like, did you back it up? Yes. They just walk in the back, get you another one. They come out and be like, see you later. Don't try to fix it. Um, and they do the same thing with iPads. Because um, I've had to send peace iPad in twice. And anytime I send something in, I can see when it arrives and it ships out again in like five minutes or less, they auto shipping it right back. They're not even trying to fix them. Um so they do that with a lot of with a lot of uh with a lot of technology these days and then they just like repair it after the fact and sell it refurbished. Um which is nice because then you don't have to be without your phone or your iPad or your Steam Deck for a long period of time just as long as it takes to get there and for them to ship out a new one. Um 
the second thing is, and I was, I was surprised. I'm not going to hold you up again. This is a Logitech product. I was a little skeptical. (laughs) I was a little skeptical. It is a cloud streaming gaming device, right? Um, So it's not like the Steam Deck where you download, um, where you download Final Fantasy 14 and play it on your on your Steam Deck. You stream everything from the cloud. I have really good internet in my house. Um, I have not been able to stream cloud games without a problem on most devices, not on my phone, not on the Steam Deck. I tried once or twice on the Steam Deck and I got so far into a game and had not saved and the game crashed because it the, it lost connection to the cloud. And then I went back in and I had lost like the three hours I had played and I was mad and I was like, never again. So I was skeptical of the cloud of the cloud device, but I was like, I want to try it because they were billing it as something that was going to work better than doing it on other cloud-based devices. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I'm going to try it. You know, so when they, when I, when the uh, request sheet came out, I was like, yeah, like send me one. I would love to see it. Can I say that I've had this thing for a month now, maybe, maybe a little longer. I have never had it lose connection to the cloud one time. I was like, maybe that's what we needed was a device that is just dedicated to cloud streaming. So it's not trying to do anything else except cloud streaming. Um, And I've not had not one problem with it. And I've been playing and it plays things smoothly. I've been playing Persona 5. I've been playing um, like farm, little farming simulator games. Um, and and it plays different things. You can also um and you can install stuff on it um from uh the Google Play Store, right? So just like mobile games. Um, but you can sh- cloud stream from um Xbox Game Pass, from NVIDIA, um, from where is it? It's behind me, from a, from several different services, right? And I have not had one problem with it. I was and it's it's much lighter than the uh than the steam deck which is kind of heavy um but it's it is so ergonomically kind of um fit that it doesn't feel as heavy as it is because of the shape of it um that's talking about the steam deck the cloud is much the same way the cloud is bigger than a switch heavier than a switch but lighter than a steam deck um and it's got the uh molded like uh like the molded bump outs on the ends where the controllers where the controllers are where you hold it at the end so it kind of fits into the cup of the palm of your hand um which is interesting because i went out of my way to buy a cover slash case for my switch that did the same thing because the switch i have never been able to play in handheld mode for very long because um again years of years of video gaming um i have carpal carpal tunnels uh carpal tunnel cubital tunnel and i have very bad tendonitis in one of my hands so like my hands will literally seize up into like this claw like position if i hold it for too long um and i haven't had that happen with this one either i think it's because it's lighter and it's the shape is more natural to being held in the hands is it like i said is it's lighter than the steam deck but it is it's a little bit heavier 
than the Switch, but I haven't had any problem with it. And I don't know why. It's something about the way it's shaped that has made my hands not hurt. Um, so that's interesting. Like I said, because when, when they announced it, I was super skeptical. I was like, this is going to be a waste of money. It's going to be a waste of time. It's not going to work. It's going to drop connection all the time. And it's going to make my hands hurt. I don't even know why I'm asking for this. I want to try it though. So when people ask me, because, you know, because a lot of people who, you know, are like in my community, like on Twitch or on social media, um, may also be a little older. So we are all, you know, we are all in that position. We've been playing video games for 30, 40 years. So our hands are starting to show wear and tear. So I, I needed to be able to tell people when they ask me, well, how does it feel in your hands? I needed to be able to tell them honestly. Um, and so, yeah, being able to, like I said, and that goes back to what I've been doing a lot the last couple of weeks is I take that either that device and I play Persona or I take my Steam Deck except for now, because it's in a box right there waiting to go back to Valve. Um, <laughs> um, and I get under the covers and I get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or just water and I play video games in a in a comfy, cozy place away from my desk. So, yeah. That is my, that is my suggestion. And like I said, that is a pricier suggestion. That is a pricier suggestion. And again, like I said, if a, if a Switch, if you want to play Nintendo exclusives, Switch is the pretty much the only play only way to go. There is a way to play Switch games on the Steam Deck, but you know, that's actually illegal. So I'm not going to tell you to do that. Um, and I don't suggest you do that anyway. I'm not going to suggest you do that anyway. But I think that this, honestly, the Switch is at the end of its life cycle. The Switch is at, it's, it's showing too much wear. It's to showing too much. It's 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 chugging along on these newer games. Um, so I would suggest something else if you're looking for a handheld device until they come out with a new Switch. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm saying it. Unless you just want to play uh, Nintendo exclusives, then definitely get the OLED because it's got a better screen. It's going to have a faster chip, um, and it'll probably do better than the than the base game. But that's what I have to say. What's your, so you have six. What's your sixth one? I need to know. Yeah. So my last one, and admittedly, this is definitely an interest of mine, both just in general with what I would buy, but also a hobby that I've picked up um, and definitely need to know what type of keyboard the person has and what they're interested in. But I am so interested in and always down for custom keycaps um, of what a person is interested in. You can do TV shows, movies, video games. There's so much out there. Etsy, individual artist websites. So I don't necessarily have uh, a specific one because again, it depends on what the person likes. The one that I am referencing or sending the link to is a Korok keycap because I love Breath of the Wild. And if anyone's listened to previous podcasts, they know my favorite part of Breath of the Wild is the Korok seeds, doing the puzzles, collecting them, bringing them to Hestu. Oh my gosh, will always hold a special place in my heart. Um, so yeah, in general, just custom artists and keycaps. I love them so much. They're so cool. 
And I'm linking this one because I love it a lot. And it's just an example, but obviously go with what the person likes. But yeah, keycaps. I can't wait to see this because I got to admit, I have a Korok uh, keycap. I think it's the same one. (laughs) I have not bought it for myself. It is on my list, which is why I'm linking it. I've been looking at it for a while. Oh my gosh. I love Koroks. I love this keycap. Keycaps. Yeah. I I love custom keycaps. I have a Korok one and a Totoro one. Um, P has, I got her one for her birthday because they, they can be spendy right especially if you get them handmade right so I got her one for her birthday that was she's always called them wiggly butts since she was little she when she was like two or three she started calling them wiggly butts with the forest spirits from um in in the studio Ghibli films she called them wiggly butts so I got her wiggly butt keycap for her keyboard oh my gosh that's so cute (laughs) Yeah, no, the link I'm sending, I'm looking at like five keycaps of theirs, and I'm pretty sure it's the same one that we're talking about. Um, but yeah, keycaps. I Just a huge interest of mine, both personally, I've started making my own just for myself and just following a bunch of people on different social medias for it. Oh, keycaps, they're amazing. I can't wait to see your keycaps, the ones you make, that is. I can send you pictures. You should. I want to see. <laughs> I love keycaps. Um, I wish I wish that they were more usable. <laughs> but the ones I like never are. The ones I like never are. They're always like, you know, stand up and pointy. And you're like, you can't use that. <clears throat> Unless you just touch it right at the end. <laughs> perfect lightly tap escape key except i'm a i'm a i'm a, a mouse and keyboard gamer there's no such thing i'm if you know i'm targeted i gotta hit that escape key to get off something so i'm slamming it on the all regular <laughs> there is no lightly tapping it so yeah i need to put i need to put the keycap i have to put the keycaps on like work keyboards, keyboards that I don't use as often. Yeah. So that was your sixth, right? So that that is 11 fabulous things, at least, because, you know, we both kind of cheated and stuck other things in, or at least I cheated and stuck other things in there. But a number of fabulous things that people can look for, to look out for um, when they're shopping over the course of the next couple of weeks um, and beyond for folks for uh the holiday season um and it's not just christmas it could be any any winter holidays or just for birthdays or for just cousins for whatever um and i'm both super nervous and excited to finish my christmas shopping because like i said i'm usually done with my christmas shopping by now i got a month it's fine I'm going to try to get it done within the next week because I get nervous when I know stuff has to come from somewhere else. Like stuff that I already started ordering has already started to get delayed because, you know, we've had like all that snow up in Buffalo. So if anything was coming at all from that side of the country, um, it got it got delayed for a while there because they got like 87 feet of snow in Buffalo. So. 
But Jordan, thank you so much for sharing with me your list of stuff um, and uh, and and adding things to my list that honestly I want for myself. Uh, <laughs> same, same. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate you. Um, so that's going to bring us to the end of episode 237. See, I remembered. Um, and, uh, until next time, when we hit episode 238, um, y'all stay safe, stay warm, have fun doing some shopping if that's your thing. And as always, friends, game on. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chum 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 